Good evening, Rabbi The learning of tonight is sponsored by the Enzoi Mishpacha Yehirotzen that the schus of their Hachsakas Ateira, not just for this, but all the Hachsakas Ateira and Zikah Rabbim should be Yamid Lahem, Lazarim, Lazarim, Shayamash Ateira, Mipiem, Nishmiz Baruch, Bechal Mili, the Meitav. Amen. The schus of our learning should also be a schus for Shalema, for Miriam Beil, Basachom, Basach Shar, Chele Yisrael. So. We finished the story of Shaul and the witch last week. We saw that Shaul goes to the Balasayif, tricks the Balasayif into thinking it's not Shaul. She calls up Shmuel. She sees somehow, as I'll explain, that Shmuel came up upright instead of upside down. He came along with Moshe Rabbein. She realizes this is a very unique situation. She realizes this is the king. She screams, she shouts, and... Uh, <clears throat> Shaul says, don't worry, I'm not going to harm you, I, I, I need to speak to Shaul, to Shmuel. He asks Shmuel, Shmuel says, what are you, what are you bothering me, what are you, calling up of, what are you calling me up for? HaKadosh Baruch Hu turned away from you, and then he tells him, you should know that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is punishing you for your hate of not killing out Amalek, and tomorrow you and your children will be together with me, which since Shmuel is in the next world, that means that Shaul will be dying, the Muhammad. Shmuel falls into a faint. Shaul falls into a faint after hearing this terrible nevuah, and they revive him. And this uh, nice old <coughs> Jewish grandmother who practices, uh, you know, calling up dead people as a side hobby, decides quickly. She swings into grandmother mode. She cooks Shaul some food, bakes him some matzahs, and they convince Shaul to eat. And Shaul eats. <coughs> and they get up and they go. They go that. They go back to where they came from. And that's what we saw at the end of last week. Now, before we move on to the continuation of the story, which is definitely, if you remember, we left off with a real cliffhanger. Well, not us, but the, the, the Navi left us. Before moving to the story of Shaul and the Balasayiv, the Navi tells us how the Polishti army gathers, this massive Polishti army, and who does Achish Melagras want with him when he goes to battle? No one other than his most trustworthy friend and buddy and noted Jew hater, David, who has been convincing Achish that he's going out killing Jews on a daily basis when he's really killing Goyim. Achish is so convinced he has David joining him as his royal battle guard. He's going to be the bodyguard, stay near the king during the battle. So David's in a real pickle going to war against the Jews. What's he going to do? So we have to get back to that. But just before we move on to that, I just want to discuss a little bit more about the story of Shoal and the Balasai, <coughs> because this is a major source of discussion in a noted topic of controversy amongst the Gedele Harishayim and the Ga'inim. So, you look at Chazal, you read through the Gemaras, you read through the Psukim, it definitely seems, the impression you get, and definitely it would seem difficult to argue otherwise in terms of what Chazal felt, that the occult is real, there's Kaychas Atoma, magic is real, you can call up dead people, you can find out what's going on in the next worlds, and these things are all real that, that would definitely seem to be the conclusion that you'd arrive at by reading through Shas. On the other hand, it's Yudua. The world knows this, those who are aware of this know this mainly b'shem the Rambam, but really the Rambam is not the mechadash of this. There was a tremendous spirit of rationalism that swept through Klal Yisrael, really at the end of the time period of the Ga'inim, it was also amongst, you know, general world, and the later Ga'inim, including 
Shira Gain, Sajigain, the later Gainim were very much to the rationalist side of things. Some of them to the extreme, to a level that today, if someone said these things, they would probably be found themselves excommunicated for good from the from community. And there was a tremendous machlaikis. How do we understand these types of things? They felt they were very rationalistic. They felt that nisim are something that's very rare. And the truth is, if you go through Tanakh, you know, Tanakh makes a big deal out of nisim that in other places would seem, you know, like every Rebbe does this on every Monday and Tuesday. Well, Alicia managed to make some bread feed a lot of people. And they say that these, whenever there's a nace, it's a big deal. And B'derech Klal, all these powers are fake. The occult, magic, there's no such thing. None of these things have any truth to them. It's 100% baloney. How do they understand the Gemaras? Well, that's really a topic for a whole nother discussion. The Gemara doesn't mean literally. The Gemara is explaining how to work within their systems, whatever the story is. But this is how they feel about the world. And this then leads them to a big problem. How do they understand the Tzukim? The Pasuk tells us, Beverish, that the Balas Oiv calls up Shmuel. So, you know, you want to say that things in, <coughs> in uh, the Gemara doesn't mean it literally, okay. But the Pesukim say over here, she called up Shmuel, and Shmuel told, her in, she told him a Nevoah. It sounds very difficult to deal with. How do they understand Nevoah in general? The so there's the a concept of, of, of communicating with HaKadosh Baruch They're not denying Nisim Chasashal, but they don't like the concept of, of magic and occult, and they, they want to very much minimalize and rationalize as much as possible. So are there those who say even even Nisim, everything has a rational explanation? No, not 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 to say that all Nisim and Tanakh have a rational explanation. That definitely puts you outside the camp of being a Maimon Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Are those who say that definitely, but they're not they're they're apikursim. But the, but the, but uh, but some things that we would, for example, the Rambam felt that the whole story of the Malachim coming to Avram Avinu in the beginning of Parshas Vayera took place Bemara Hanavur. It didn't actually happen. Malachim didn't come eat, they didn't eat, Malachim don't eat food, but that's it's happened for a different time. But I want to just discuss the two different sheetas, how to understand this story. So I'm just going to read, we're going to go through the Radak brings three possibilities. One possibility brings Chazal, that it, it means it literally. I see Machloikis amongst the Ga'inims. All these early Ga'inims, all believe that Maisa Oiv is Tevel Vahoy. It's ridiculous. There's no such thing. The very cause of the Hitel, it's lies, it's fakery. It's no different than if you go to any, you know, you could be seeing the, the, the madam, whatever, in every, you know, street corner, every uh, carnival who tell you the future does this. It's all baloney. Avliyesh Mehem Oimrim, the Shaios, how do they learn the story? So there's two approaches. Yesh Mehem Oimrim, Kiloi Diber Shmuel and Shol. Some say that this whole story was a hoax. The chas v'shalom, and, and they feel very strongly, chas v'shalom to believe that in Novi, Hashem, the greatest in Nevi'im, right? Moshe v'aron v'shmuel b'kari shmoy, shmuel shavik v'moshe v'aron, that his, his neshama could get schlepped through some maizatoma, Allah shmuel mikivre v'leidiber, avaleisha osa kobra mois. They hold the whole thing was a fake. Kimiyad v'kirisha, she realized, she, she read through the whole thing right away, she had to show. So the best way to convince someone that you really have magical power is she pretends she has no clue at all. She's playing along the game. And then somewhere along the game, her magic, quote-unquote, is what reveals to her that, wow, you're the king. How did you know I'm the king? Must be, right? This is, you know, if you go to those fake Mukubalim and others that are practicing this trickery, this is a very, you know, they, they find out details about people before they come in. And then the person comes in and you look at them and he's like, oh, 
So, you know, they tell someone, uh, your wife's not feeling well. So, oh, wow, how does he know? Mamash, I didn't say anything yet. And like, the person's mamash, fakoyf. So that's what he did. Amr, lomer, and son of Atashol. V'derech balas oiv lahavi ben adam. How did they do the trick? She, she, she's a lady. So they'd bring a person. She had like a secret compartment in the house under the floor. And there's a guy hanging out in the secret compartment. And he puts on his spooky voice. And he makes his shul voice, shul voice. And you, know, you speak low and whatever. And you fool people. She sees that he's been a bahol. And she realizes he's going to war in this state. You know, it's pretty obvious to everybody that Shoal is, 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 is in a bad situation. So she chaps, he's not going to win the war. She knows she's going to war. And all Klali Shoal, if your leader's afraid, right? anybody read about what happened when Golda Meir, you know, when panicked and Ervin Kippur, by the way, the Six-Day War. That was the Six-Day War where she panicked. Was in Kippur War, whichever one. It, it, the whole country gets thrown into a panic. So what? Whichever one it is. The point is, when the leader panics and gets on national te- television and panics, the whole country panics. Everyone knew Shoal is in a bad situation. Shoal's panicked. Shoal can't get an answer, Hashem. It it's, doesn't take a genius to realize that Shoal's going to lose the war. The other Masha also Shoal and she knows that Kodesh Baruch was angry because he killed Kehani Hashem. So she tells the, the, the fake guy who's hiding under the floorboards, tell Shoal he's going to die tomorrow. What it says that Shmuel spoke to Shol in the Pasik doesn't mean that Shmuel spoke. Shmuel's a Navi Hashem. His Nisham is Tzor, but Tzor Chaim with HaKadosh Baruch Not coming back down. So it means Amachshava Shol, what Shol thought he heard. Everything was just totally, it was fake. That's one Mahalach. Why did Shol go there according to this Mahalach? He believed in it. In his desperation, he believed it. The Radak says there's no Kishif, but Shaul thought there was? The Radak is not, not the one saying. He's quoting from the Ga'inim. You know, you have to remember, this is not a one, this is the, the Ga'inim. Our Messiah Satari okay, went through the Ga'inim. The Ga'inim is, the Ga'inim is in this. this is they Shoal, felt that Shaul and his, don't forget, Shaul is in a deep depression, and he, he obviously fell into a state where he was willing. People, unfortunately, out of people are very rational. When they become desperate, they buy into all sorts of things. He probably also didn't believe it, but then you get desperate <coughs> enough, Afshataka. Right? People do this all the time, right? You know, they hear that, that there's, uh, that, that, you know, they'll tell you, ah, alternative medicine's ridiculous. Then they get very sick and the doctors give up, well, let's try it out, maybe, right? That's how it works. That's the way the world works. Well, why is he killed everybody? Because it's a Isatira. That's for sure. It's an Isatira to do oif. To, to claim to be. So what? The Isatira. So according to the Rambam, Kishif, putting on a magic show is much more calmer because you're not doing anything different. That's the tira. There's no such thing as real magic. Okay, this we're getting too far afield. Who wrote So he's saying the Navi is writing how to Shoal's point of view how it appeared. That's what the Navi was writing. No, Shmuel wrote the beginning of it. This part was written by God and Nasan Navi. So this is. So he killed a bunch of innocent people. No, they're, 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 no, they're not innocent. The Torah says, Yechayi Misa. What did they do? Umash, pretending to do it is also not Torah. Umash, Omer, Moch, Oh. Zehu Pirish, Shmuel, Ben Chofni, HaGoyin, Zal. So he says, this is the Goyin, Shmuel, Ben Chofni, Zal. He says, even though in the Gemara it doesn't sound that way, Ki Emes, Hoya, Shechayi, Seisha, Shmuel, he says, we don't have to accept what Chazal say if it's a Negev HaSeichel. 
This is what Shmuel Bar Chofni Goyin says. Bezokter Adak Avor Ben Asadjiv or Ben Uhai Hagoyinim. Right? We've all heard of Asadjiv Goyinim Hagoyinim. This is the greatest Goyinim, the last, the later, the last of the Goyinim, the great, great Goyinim. Really, you know, we wouldn't have Yiddishkeit without these Goyinim. So they say they agree that they don't believe in general in the concept of a Balasayif. Ms. Hu Ki Rocha Kusha Teida He Isha Asidus. It doesn't really make sense that a lady should know future. There's such a thing you can bring up a dead body. They don't believe it either. However, they have a different shot in the story. Not shot that she made shtick. She was going to make shtick. But you know what happened? You know why she screamed? She talked to the show. She maybe had her scary voice. She knew how her ventriloquist voice. She was getting ready to do it. And all of a sudden, you know why she screamed? Because suddenly... Actually happened. The real, uh, you know, uh, uh, the, the dead people came, and she's she's panicking. She's screaming. She doesn't know what's going on. This is the last navu of Shmuel. Kolish Baruch Hu brought Shmuel back to give him a navu. She didn't know about it. She's she's screeching. If she's used to it, so okay, she's a shmuel. She's panicked because it's never worked before. Just like many of the Mepharshim learned the same thing with Bilam. The Bilam was never really a Navi. He told the, he told the Sarei Balak, oh, by the way, i got to speak to Kaddish Baruch Hu. You know, this is his trick. And they woke up the next morning, told you whatever he wanted to say. Imagine his great surprise when Kaddish Baruch Hu actually came to speak to him. It was a very uh, you know, disconcerting moment for him. So the same thing over here. That was her fooling, her game. She was going to make shtick. This is how Reb Sadja and Reb Hai going to learn. I don't understand. If HaKadosh Baruch was Shmuel, why couldn't he just send him a dream, or a different Navi, right? The Pasuk says he tried. If HaKadosh Baruch wanted to answer my day Navi, why did HaKadosh Baruch have to go to the trouble of making go to the Baal Just bring the Navi straight away. The male Radak wants to say, Kapshuta Khazal, that a packet happened, the Baal's Oiv has a koyach to pull down Neshamas. Now, Mepharshim Matmiya, that is it possible that Neshamas, such a halik of Neshamas, the Malbim says maybe, and others say that in the first 12 months, there's a halik of the Neshama, the more earthy part of the Neshama that's still Makusha to this world, as long as the body is not totally disintegrated, and that's how we're able to get a kesher on that. But. The Shaila is, Radak has a good point. You know, if, if, if this is HaKadosh Baruch Hu, why didn't HaKadosh Baruch Hu just send it directly to Novi? So if you remember last week, I said one pshat, repeat that pshat, was that maybe HaKadosh Baruch Hu, Shoal gets a kapara by dying. What's the kapara? The kapara is that he was moisin nefesh reklal Yisrael, that they went with their king to fight, Zichr saved lives, as opposed to if he had if he'd run for his life, that would have been, you know, he could have saved his own life, but then Klaisol would have been decimated in a far worse manner. So this was Shoal's Mesir's Nefesh. Now for Shoal to be Mesir Nefesh, if a Navi tells him to do it, it's not such Mesir's Nefesh, because Navi Hashem told you to go to battle. But when he's being told through this whole dark magic situation, so there's room for Shoal to doubt, was that really Shmuel? Maybe it was the person under the floorboards, maybe it was a voice, you know, maybe like Mendy's saying, he also wasn't sure if Baal's Oiv really works. So since HaKadosh Baruch Hu wanted it to be done in a way that show that there should be leave room for Shaul to doubt, and the male he gets the schar, the mysterious nefesh going to battle. And the other mahalach I saw from the Muslim of Eve, didn't mention last week, is that Shaul is in so much Ba'atsama culture he didn't deserve an Avua. But his tremendous tsar and the tsar that he had to do in Aveir, that he himself had put so much patience into stamping out Oiv, and he himself now came onto that Aveira. 
So he did it with such tremendous shiver and lave that because of his shiver and lave that he had to do the Aveira, which is it's a concept to think about. A person who doesn't Aveira between shiver and lave, it, it, it's not Messias Nefesh, it's, it's the shiver and lave of, of, of having to come to this Aveira. It too it, it, it tremendous You know, sometimes Chasa is a good thing to do in Aveira, but a person should realize sometimes a person fights and fights and fights not to do an Aveira, and then Lamaisa they slip. And while they're doing the Aveira, it's Mamish eating them up alive. So you should know that that sar that you're having with Shasta Aveira, it's Mo'ir, tremendous Rachmi Shemaim. The Aveira you're going to have to pay for, but the Rachmi Shemaim, that you're Mo'ir, Ali the Shiver and Lay for doing an Aveira that you don't really want to do and you just, circumstances forced you into, is a tremendous, it's a tremendous Meil's Yaisha for you in Shemaim and, and, and it achieves tremendous things. Okay, with that, I think we can move on from the story, one of the most fascinating incidents in Tanakh. And we're going to get back now, as I promised, to the cliffhanger. What happens to David? So, Perik Chavtes, Pasuk Aleph. Vayik Vitsu Pelishtim I'm sorry, you wanted to ask something? Okay. Vayik Vitsu Pelishtim Es Kol Machanayim, Afeka. The Pelishtim gather this massive army of Yisrael, Choynim, Ba'ayin Asher Yisrael. And Kal Yisrael is camping at the well, the, the spring, by Yisrael. We come across in, throughout in Shaftim, in Shmuel, the Sarnei Plishtim, the Plishti was more of a federation. It wasn't one king. They didn't have a, a um, dictator. They had a federation of, of different cities. If you remember from when they captured the Aran. And the Sarnei Plishtim were the governors who overseed everything. And they're inspecting the troops. Oivrim, Lameyes, Alofim. The battalions of hundreds, the times of thousands. The David Vanoshev Oivrim Bachroinim Achish. And imagine their surprise. Could you imagine? It's like, you know, like a Palestinian. Imagine, you know, Yasser Arafat is going, uh, uh, you know, Olaf HaCholent. <laughs> but uh, whoever, the, what's again, Mahmoud Abbas is inspecting the, the, the Hamas troops. And all of a sudden he sees a whole brigade of Jewish troops standing with machine guns. They, they come out to have a heart attack. So they turned to Achish. What on earth? They pushed him. Maha Ivrim Ha'ela. What are these Jews doing here? So Achish says, No, no, these aren't Jews. They Omar Achish, I'll sorry, pushed him. This is not regular Jews. Haloi Zedovit, these are Jews. You know, the, the, the anti Semites that talk the same way throughout the days. Haloi Zedovit, this is David, Evid Shol, the old who had been the Evid Shol, Melch Yisrael. Asher Ahoy Eti Zayomim, I said, Shonim, he's ready with me for days, for years. From the day he came here till today, he's great. He's doing my bidding. He's killing Jews. He's Mamash A1. We like him. He totally joined our side. Now, Agav, the Mepharshah Pshat, who we've discussed in the past at the timeline, the Mepharshah Pshat are not happy with the timeline of Seder Darius, that the whole Shoals and time Malucha was only two years, and we had already one Pasuk that sounded like he spent a lot of time with him. Over here again, you have a Pasuk that says he was there for years. So the Mepharshim who want to be Maimed, the Derech Chazal, they say that when it says, the Radak says, So Frech Radak, He was with me for a few days. I could tell, I read people well. You see, obviously, he's making a joke out of him. I should point out, he's, he's giving a drush of how well he can read David when he totally doesn't read David. He says, I know David, I know him for years. I feel like I know him since he was born. He's mamish with us. So, Achish is sticking up for David. Sorry, the Sinai Pelishim get very angry at Achish. Sorry, Pelishim. 
get get rid of this Jew. Wherever the place that you keep them till now, send them back there right away. We can't have a Jew going to war with us. We'll have an enemy in our rear camp. Could you imagine how dangerous that is? Could you imagine what better way would there be for David to, you know, get back and show his good graces? If he's going to be speaking Russian, if they'll kill, if he'll make an ta- attack from the rear, send our troops into disarray while they're attacking from the front. Could you imagine how, how much Shaul will appreciate David? That's probably his plan. And do you know who this is? Did you maybe forget? This is not just Tama Jew. David. This is David. Remember, they used to sing for him, but the ladies got out singing. Lamer, he kills thousands. And David kills tens of thousands of Pelishtim. And this is the guy you want in the rear guard of our camp during the battle? No way. Get him out of here. So, Achish is very insulted. But he has no choice. He has to listen to the sign of Pelishtim. So, what does he do? Vayikra Achish David. He makes a shua chay Hashem. So I saw some of the a little bit matmiya, uh, that chay uh, Hashem. Achish is swearing, you should say chay, you know, doga, you know, whatever. So the Redak says, interestingly, even the Goyim understood in those days, everyone understood that HaKadosh Baruch created the world. They thought they could serve, you know, the intermediaries, and that was the Havai Ubavur Hishbailudan, since they, they, they had one thing in common, they both believed in Akalish Baruch. You know, he also believed in Dagan and whatever else under Akalish Baruch. But he figures, okay, I'll swear in the name of Akalish Baruch. Nishbu Bishain Shemaiman by David. That's how the Radak learns it. I saw someone say that maybe Hitaka made a Shua in the name of Zavaida Zara, but the Navi changed it to say Chai Hashem, which would be a Chidish, and why not say what the Polishti said? But I saw one Mafayr said very interestingly that could be that David had an influence on Taiv and Imagine the, the David HaMelech, the, 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 you know, the, the Kedusha of David, was such that even Achish already is, is starting to sound like Hail uh, Gid. He says, Chai Hashem. So he makes a Shua, Chai Hashem. Or maybe if you want to be really cynical, he, he didn't want to make a Shua in something he believed in, so he made a Shua in HaKadosh Baruch Okay. So, Vayem Elo, Chai Hashem, Ki Yosher Atav Atayv Be'enai. You, I make a Shua, your mom is good, you're straightforward, you're good in my eyes. Coming, going, I'm 100% comfortable with you. I haven't found a single thing wrong that you've done towards me. But it's not, it's not my fault. It's, it's the, the, the governors are not happy with you. Go back in peace. And don't. Don't, it's not worth it. You don't shepherd the sign of They're in charge. You can't, you can't start up with them. Although I trust you 100%, you got to go home. Now, David doesn't give up so easily. Now, really, we have to ask ourselves, what was David's plan with Chila? So some say that David was Taka planning to go to war and, and Taka do what the Pelishtim were afraid and fight from behind and save Klal Yisrael. Now, we'll see David gets sent away from the battlefront and he listens. So it could be he felt that that, that plan would only work if he had the element of surprise. And maybe he's waiting to see which way HaKadosh Baruch Hu would send events. But maybe that was David's plan. Maybe Hitaka didn't know what he could do, but he was just he was in a <coughs> sticky situation. He was really davening that HaKadosh Baruch Hu should send him free. But David wants to put up a good show. You know, if he looks a little bit too eager to back away from the Mulchama, so Achish is going to be very suspicious. 
What did I do wrong? What did you find wrong from the day that I came to join you? I shouldn't have the opportunity to, to, to show my valor in fighting the enemies of the king. Now, Achish answers, So Achish answers, I know. Again, it sounds like the from talk. Ach, sorry, plishtim amru lo yala imonu b'muhammad. The sorry plishtim says you can't go to war with us. Now, what did he add the first time and the second time? He's repeating himself. So the Malbim says very interesting. He says, the first time he spoke about the sarane plishtim, now he speaks about the sorry plishtim. What's the difference? So David was originally assigned to be the rear guard, to be protecting the king. That's a very special position, right? The elite, the presidential guard. So he comes to him and says, you know, the Sinai politicians feel that it, it, it's wrong. We can't have Jews as the presidential guard in the middle of an important battle. You can't do this. Just go home. So Dov says, okay, I don't need to be the presidential guard. Send us to the front lines. I'm willing to be a front line soldier. So now he's stuck. You know, the Sinai politicians, he says, well, the, the, the regular rank and file politicians officers, they don't like you either. They all said you got to go home. I'm sorry. That says, the Sinai politician says you can't. Dov says, okay, so let us go fight. And he says, I'm sorry, even that, I'm sorry, he didn't want to say it at first. He says, no one wants you here. And not only that, he says, I'm a little bit nervous how this whole thing is going to play out. It's not going to be good for PR. So I want you to, I want you to do is, hashkem baboiker, wake up early, before everyone else is up. And the other your servants that are with you, wake up early in the morning, as soon as it's first light, when everyone else is still sleeping, just sneak out of the camp. I don't want anyone copying that my presidential guard was dismissed. It's not good. So David listens. So David wakes up early in the morning to go back to the Eretz Pelishtim, to his Ziklag, where he lives. All of Israel and the Pelishtim head out to battle. Now what happens in the battle? We're going to have to wait until Bezashem next week to find out. But there's another major incident that happens here now with David himself and David comes home. This is one of the lowest points in David's entire life to this point. Vayihi, even worse than having to run away from Achish the first time after feigning insanity. Vayihi bevoi David v'anash of Tziklov v'yem ashlishi took three days till he get back to Tziklov. V'amoleki poshtu al negev al Tziklov. V'amolekim, the ones that David had kept attacking every day, they had taken the opportunity you know, the Pelishti army and David's army, everyone was out at the battlefield, they went on a marauding raid. And who did they attack? They attacked Siklog and the other areas in the south. They burnt down David's entire town. They captured all the ladies. They hadn't killed anyone, which the Farshim will point out was a nace. Normally they would have killed most of them, but they hadn't killed anybody. They went on their way with this tremendous amount, all of David's possession, all their children, all their wives. And David and his men come to the city. Because you imagine the scene, they're in this tense moment, they're with the Pelishtim, they finally, Baruch Hashem, we got out of it. And what do they discover? <coughs> the city's burnt, burnt to crisp. And all the children and wives are taken captivity. Yisa David They sit down to cry. They cried until they couldn't cry anymore. Uh, you know, it makes you think of of the scene of people who came back after the Holocaust. 
David Nishbu, and David had also lost two wives. Achinoim Ha'ezra'elis Avigayel Eishas Novel HaKarmeli Vatetzel Adovin Mo'im And David was an extreme tsar. Ki Ha'omru Ha'om L'Sakleh I told you it was his lowest point. What was his lowest point? His wife and kids were taken. His wife was taken. He's on the run. The Plishtim rejected him. Klal Yisrael, he's not part of Klal Yisrael right now. Everything's taken away. And his men that are with him, they want to kill him. They, they feel that he made a, some sort of tactical error. The Mepharshim discussed different possibilities. He should have left people to guard the, the children. Maybe he shouldn't have gone out of it in the first place. And they want to kill him. Kimor and Nefesh. And they didn't do it out of bitterness, out of, out of, out of meanness, out of nastiness. But Kimor and Nefesh, Kalom, Ishal Banov, Everyone was so upset that they lost their children and their wives. And here we get to, to, to the essence of David. What was David? David, how did he grow? Could you imagine? So everything is wrong. If there's ever a person who just give up hope, and just that's it, add it. David. David, David, Not only that, Chazal say <coughs> that what did David do at this moment? At this moment, David composed the Mizmar, with David Hashem, Ishi, Hashem, Imi, Laira. The whole, the capital, as we say, we go into Yom Neirom, David composed at this low moment of his life. And this is the true godless of David HaMelech. We, we, we see, you go through Sefer Shmuel, you get an inkling, but the, the, you see in moments, flashes of, of the tremendous Kesha that David had with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. It's something that, 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 that it's, it's come out impossible for us to even comprehend what it means that a person at such a low moment, with Mamash, everything's against him. Every single thing possible went wrong. You know, if everyone say, okay, Hashem abandoned me. It's it. Unbelievable. Musa Haskell to take out how a person should react.